0: full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. He will rule over the house of Jacob forever in his kingdom. There will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Behold, Elizabeth, your your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if an angel from heaven appeared to me, I would be surprised. Actually, I would be shocked. But when the angel appears to Mary, she is not surprised at the appearance. She's rather surprised at the message of the angel. So why would she be so surprised? Why would she be shocked at the message that she is full of grace? Well, the reason why is because the angel uses the perfect passive Participle in Greek. So, what is a perfect passive participle? I teach New Testament Greek at St. John's Seminary and I teach New Testament studies, and I love to ask that question to the students. What is a perfect passive participle? Immediately, they all put their heads down and they're, they're thinking and they're going back to their days of English grammar trying to figure out what it is. Of course, I'm enjoying the moment because it's a trick question. There is no such thing in English as a perfect passive participle. Of course they don't know. But in Greek it exists. And it means this. That something happened in the past and whatever happened stays with you. It never leaves you. It's always with you. For instance, I was ordained a priest 30 years ago. And even though it happened a long time ago, it's still with me. It never leaves me. I always have that. That's why I'm able to have the honor of saying Mass today. Another example is I, I made contributions to a periodical called the New Testament Abstracts. So one day the editor came to me with a couple of articles in Italian. He says, do you, do you know Italian? I go, yeah, well, I, I knew Italian. I read it. I, I could speak it 35 years ago when I was in Italy. <laughs> I'm a little rusty now. So he gave me the articles to figure out the, what, they, what the articles were saying, and I was surprised. It came right back to me. I could understand, even though something I haven't done for 35 years. That's a perfect passive participle. That's something that happened to me in in the past. I learned Italian a long time ago, but it never left me. It always stayed with me. Last year, my friend asked me if he'd go skiing with him in the afternoon. And, of course, I hesitated because I haven't skied in 25 years. I don't want to be dragging him down the bunny trail all day. So I says, "All right, fine, I'll go." And and uh, I was surprised. It came right back to me. I, I spent most of the afternoon screaming down the Black Diamond trails. <laughs> it's something I learned a long time ago, but it never left me. I always had it. So now, when the angel Gabriel now turns to Mary and says that God just gave you a gift, and it'll always be with you, it'll never leave you. This gift. So Mary was surprised. What's the gift? What is this grace? So the angel explains to her what the grace is. And the angel says to her, it's God. You're filled with God. So much so that you're going to conceive and bear a son who's going to be the son of God. And plus, on top of that, the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you and you'll always have God. And you'll never have to worry about anything. No matter what you encounter. Because God will always be with you. So then the angel leaves. And what happens right after the angel leaves? Well, Joseph, who is espoused to Mary, wants to divorce her quietly. And then after that, she's about to have the baby, but she's far away from home and there's no place to have the baby. And as she has the baby, she finds out that Herod the Great is going to send his courageous, strong, brave army to destroy all the babies in Bethlehem. So now she has to leave. So in the middle of the night, she has to take a newborn baby into a foreign country and stay there for an undetermined amount of time. And then after that, she... A mother loses her son for three days. And then she had to stand by and watch her son tortured on the cross and die the most horrible death anyone could ever experience. And then she had to be there to bury her own son. And we look at her life, we look at the the one hard thing after the other. And you put it all together, and we have this beautiful story, precisely because of all these difficult times, because Jesus God was always there with her. God can do the impossible. It was a great story. You know, we Christians and Catholics, we talk a lot about grace. God gives us grace. At baptism, we get grace. Well, what exactly is grace? What does it mean? that we have grace. Well, the angel just explained it. It means when God gives us grace, we never lose it. It's always going to be there. God is always going to be with us, so no matter what difficulty is, no matter how hard it is, it's going to be part of a beautiful story. Because you'll see God do the impossible through you. Mary's life shows us what God has done for us, filled us with grace, which means we have a great gift. So love the gift, appreciate the gift, but most of all, use the gift.